You're listening to SBS News. July is expected to be the hottest month on record. The World Meteorological Organization, along with the European Union's Copernicus Climate Change Service, say a record is extremely likely. The director of the Copernicus Climate Change Service, Carlo Buntempo, explains why. At the beginning of June, for the first time, we crossed the 1.5 degrees. At the end of June, we had a very significant heat wave in the Atlantic Ocean, in the northeastern part of the Atlantic Ocean. And this also contributed to the record-breaking temperature that we've seen at the beginning of July. Now, three weeks into, into the month, slightly more than that, we can say that the, not only the first week of, of July was the warmest on record, but the three weeks of July were the warmest on record. And the anomaly with respect to previous record temperature for July is so large that we can confidently say that at the end of July we will have seen the warmest July on record. Although the World Meteorological Organization won't officially call the record yet, analysis by Germany's Leipzig University concluded July 2023 will break the record. The organization says it's waiting until all finalized data is available in August. The revelation has sparked outrage from the United Nations, as it has been calling for more intense climate action for some time. Secretary-General Antonio Guterres says the news isn't surprising. For vast parts of North America, Asia, Africa and Europe, it's a cruel summer. For the entire planet, it is a disaster. And for scientists, it is unequivocal. Humans are to blame. All this is entirely consistent with predictions and repeated warnings. The only surprise is the speed of the change. Climate change is here, it is terrifying, and it is just the beginning. The era of global warming has ended, the era of global boiling has arrived. Countries in the Northern Hemisphere have been battling extreme heat, with July's average global temperature estimated to be around 1.5 degrees Celsius above the pre-industrial mean. That's at least 0.2 degrees Celsius warmer than July 2019, the former hottest month on record. Thousands of tourists have fled wildfires on the Greek island of Rhodes, while temperatures in a northwest China township soared as high as 52.2 degrees Celsius, breaking a record in the country. In the United States, a heat hazard alert for workers has been issued for the first time, affecting 40% of the population. President Joe Biden says he doesn't think anyone can deny the impact of climate change anymore. I don't know anybody who honestly believes climate change is not a serious problem. Just take a look at the historic floods in Vermont and California earlier this year. Droughts and hurricanes that are growing more frequent and intense. Wildfires spreading a smoky haze for thousands of miles, worsening air quality. The record temperatures, and I mean record, are now affecting more than 100 million Americans. The planet is in the early stages of an El Nino event created by unusually warm waters in the eastern Pacific. El Nino typically delivers warmer temperatures around the world, adding to the warming driven by human-caused climate change. Scientists also expect 2023 or 2024 will end up as the hottest year on record, which is currently 2016. So how will Australia be affected? The Bureau of Meteorology National Manager of Climate Services, Dr Carl Braganza, says changes can already be observed. We've seen 
seen obviously an increase in the number of extreme heat days across the continent. Um, we've seen an increase in the intensity of heat waves that we've seen, particularly in spring and summer. Um, it's that sort of early season heat wave activity that we've noticed um, in a more pronounced way in terms of things like early season fire weather. Um, we've also seen a reduction in rainfall over southern parts of the country during the cooler months of the year, and that's led to some of the more hotter and drier droughts that we've ever experienced occurring this century. Dr Simon Bradshaw is the Research Director of the Climate Council of Australia. He says there are very few countries as vulnerable to the climate crisis as Australia. We are seeing the damage play out with you know, the heartbreaking damage to our Great Barrier Reef and communities, especially in remote Australia, facing deadly heat waves. So there is a whole lot at stake for us. And we're also in a position to do a tremendous amount of good because whereas in the past we've been a major fossil fuel producer, we still are a major fossil fuel producer, we are also sitting on some of the world's best renewable energy potential. And we can be driving fossil fuels out of our own energy system and we can also be exporting clean energy and clean products to the rest of the world and thereby playing a really positive role in the world's response to the climate crisis. Climate Change and Energy Minister Chris Bowen has also responded, saying in a statement, Australians know the damage that climate change is having on our planet. We remember the devastation of the bushfires just a few years ago. Unless we take urgent action, we will see the temperatures and conditions of that year become the norm by the 2040s and become a good year by the 2060s. This underpins the importance in getting on with the transformation to a clean energy economy and reducing emissions. Our emissions reduction renewable energy targets are ambitious, but they are achievable. Our country has wasted a decade. We now don't have a second to waste. Antonio Guterres is calling on world leaders to take action. He says there are plenty of opportunities coming up to make it a priority. Leaders must lead. No more hesitancy. No more excuses. No more waiting for the others to move first. There is simply no more time for that. We have several critical opportunities ahead. The Africa Climate Summit, the G20 Summit, the UN Climate Ambition Summit, COP28. But leaders, and particularly G20 countries responsible for 80% of global emissions, must step up for climate action and climate justice. Kira Hain, SBS News. Oh,